The dark moon is rising, no silver left to see. The crone has awakened, her power flows in me. The dark storm is coming, the rain pouring down. The thunder raises power as lightning takes ground. The dark queen is walking, her whispers call to me. Ancient wisdom flowing, circling energies flow free. The dark night is waiting, its lure a sweet bane. Stepped through my shadow, and I am forever changed. Dark Moon Rising by A.J. McKinley Welcome to Millennial Mystics, a podcast about modern mysticism and the people making it theirs. Together, we explore all angles of mystical subjects for both beginning and advanced practitioners and bring marginalized voices front and center. Prepare to laugh, learn, and decondition. So grab a pen and your grimoire and let's get going. Welcome, welcome, friends. It is Hi. our new moon, dark moon episode, which is just, which means it's just going to be us today. Yeah. Not that you guys are suffering for that. We've got plenty to talk about. Oh, so much to talk about. So just as a reminder, <laughs> these episodes are where we give you a little preview of the energies coming up for the month. So we're going to talk about, we've got a doozy on astrology to come. Oh my God. There's so much going on guys. Don't, I mean like, don't worry, but like also I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we are just the messengers. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to give you advice on dealing for all of those different energies and we'll give you a heads up on like, what are the moon phases coming up for the month and then um, do some card pulls. Yeah. So definitely plenty to talk about. Um, first main thing, and I'm sure a lot of you already know this, we have several planets in retrograde. So many. So, so many. many. I mean, like, there are a lot of planets that go retrograde frequently, and then there are certain planets that go retrograde for a long time every year just because of our orbit. So, you know, it's not a huge deal. Um, but currently, uh, to kick us off on this really, really intense retrograde season. Um, a few days ago on May 11th, we had Saturn start its retrograde. Um, a couple of days after that, Venus started its retrograde on May 5th, um, sorry, May 13th. And then the day after, uh, Jupiter started its retrograde. Um, so right now we well, have- hold up. Can yeah. I ask a basic question? Of course. Like I say retrograde all the time. Oh, this is retrograde. That's retrograde. What does retrograde even mean, really? Oh, happy to tell you that. So retrograde is a term for when the planet looks like it's moving backwards across the sky. Um, 
it's obviously not, you know, for the ancient folks who were originally, you know, mapping out the sky and paying attention to these things. They thought it actually was moving backwards. We know that it's just our orbit sort of like chasing up ahead and then eventually it catches up. Um, but, I did not realize that this whole time. And I'm really? talking. Yeah, I really, that's like the first time I thought to ask, what does it even mean? Oh, well then let's definitely get into it. So the thing about retrograde in astrology is that during this retrograde of the planet moving backwards through a sign, it, it starts that movement at a particular degree and ends at a particular degree. And when it, so it's kind of hard to describe in words. It's hard to picture when you hear it, um, but we can link to a uh, website that I use that gives a good illustration of what this means, um, in particular for Mercury, which a lot of people know Mercury retrograde. Um, but essentially, the degrees uh, that the planet is moving retrograde, before it does that, it has to cross those degrees going forward. So that is called the pre-shadow. Then it has its retrograde, right? And then it has to move back across all of those degrees that it just went backwards over. So it's moving across that particular section of the sky three times. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah. So that would be the pre-shadow, then the retrograde, and then the post-shadow. Correct. Yes. Okay. Correct. And so for me, the way that I use retrogrades is I pay attention during the pre-shadow phase, um, in particular for personal planets, um, I pay attention during that, that pre-shadow phase to certain themes that keep coming up. During a particular uh, Mercury retrograde, I found that I was having quite a bit of difficulty um, communicating my emotions to myself. So I would think something and be like, why did I, why did I do that? Like, I don't feel that way. Mm. Why did I just think that? And so it was a lot of commu- like self-communication. Um, and I can't remember exactly which Mercury retrograde it was, but I do remember it had a few things to do with the sign that it was in and then a couple of planets that it was aspecting in my natal chart. Um, so that's something to pay attention to, guys. If you want to look at where these retrogrades are, take a look at what natal houses they're in for you. Um, so you would do that by paying attention to which sign it is. So right now Venus is retrograding through Gemini. Jupiter is retrograding through Capricorn and Saturn started its retrograde in Aquarius and moved backwards into Capricorn. So if you have any, um, natal planets in those, um, degree sections, that retrograde is going to be hitting those planets in your specific chart. So you're going to be experiencing it a little bit differently than everybody else. Um, and you can go check out our deep dive on astrology, one of our foundation episodes. If all of this sounds like Greek to you, yes, go, <laughs> go back and check that out. And you can listen to this with your chart in front of you, which we, Kaylee likes astro.com. So you yes. can go see like where all of those things are in your chart. And then this will be even more helpful for you because you can see like, how is that going to affect me? Yes, absolutely. And when I say houses, I mean the houses on your individual chart, not the houses that come up when you pull up the chart for the day. Um, so um, the other news I have to break to you guys is that Mercury is going to start its retrograde before our next new moon episode. So over the Woof. course of this, 
I know. Over the course of this next month, we're going to have all four of those planets in retrograde at the same time. Oh my Uh, God. When is that happening exactly? So the pre-shadow for Mercury starts on June 2nd. um, And then the retrograde proper is June 17th or 18th, depending on what you're looking at. Um, Mm. But those two days in particular are the worst. I think it's technically like it hits the degree on the 18th, but you can Mm. feel it like powerfully um, or most potently on um, the 17th and the 18th. Um, And then that goes through July, July 12th. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I I joke, I actually really enjoy Mercury retrogrades, but I'll get into that when we go into depth. I'll I'll say why. Yeah, absolutely. Retrogrades are not a thing to be feared. I mean, a lot of people freak out. But it's super just a, big time for growth. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just a slowdown, um, and we'll we'll get into it when we start talking about each of the um, individual retrogrades. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we might as well get into that. Yeah, let's right? dive into it. Start so, it. We can go we start with Saturn, with Venus, or oh, we both pick different ones. <laughs> I think we should go with Saturn. I okay, think let's go with Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's well, so I'm just going in order because that's how I am with all of the structure in my life. Yeah. Saturn started first, so let's go with Saturn. So yeah, because Saturn and Jupiter are both um, social planets, they don't hit our charts um, and our day-to-day lives quite the same as personal planets will when they're in retrograde. Mm. Um, So they're generally going to be like retrogrades for society. And I think that having Saturn, which is all about structure and authority and in sort of like the the more darker connotations, oppression, um, I think that, you know, in this retrograde, excuse me, retrograde, if I could speak English, um, there are a lot of themes around that. And I mean, there were before this retrograde started, and you could attribute that to the pre-shadow of it. Um, you know, everybody in quarantine and having to already think about slowing down and what kind of structures are there to support us in having to slow down. Um, so yeah, having Saturn in retrograde, I think is, is really potent for what we're all experiencing right now. Yeah. I have Saturn in, um, Sagittarius, so I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Definitely no travel for me. No, no. Um, where... What house is Aquarius and Capricorn for you? Aquarius and Capricorn. Just to kind of illustrate it for people how it Ooh, how it idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um what house? Where on my chart do I find that again? You will find that I have it pulled up. It's the pie slices. Ah, Aquarius I have in both my 10th and 9th house. And Capricorn Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, remember? There, right. So, yeah. so the place that this is traversing for you is from your um, ninth house into your eighth house. So ninth house is Sagittarius energy and mm-hmm. um, eighth house is Scorpio energy. So this is going to be um, traversing, um, again, that sort of Sagittarian travel. Yeah, and I have uh, that's down. where um like Capricorn. I have Capricorn in um yeah, eight, eighth and ninth houses. Yeah. Right, right. But so yeah. this isn't you can see on your chart um mm-hmm. and we may not want to include this deep of a dive. Maybe we will. I don't know. You guys might like this, but it's going to be going across your natal Venus. 
Mm. So Saturn is going to bring up um, the Saturn retrograde after it like crosses over your Venus three times is going mm-hmm. to ping and reping and reping all of your experiences around um, like romantic love and um, beauty, home building, things like that. Good God, ain't that the truth? <laughs> I felt that in the pre-shadow, my Lord. Ooh. Yeah, well, and so that's the thing. The way that I use these retrogrades is I use the pre-shadow to listen to what particular parts of my life I'm going to be getting these lessons in. So I'll have like with the Mercury retrograde um, example where I started noticing conversations about myself with myself. Um, and then during the actual actual retrograde, I sat down and like sort of deconstructed why I do that, did some shadow work around it, um, you know, just like used that as an opportunity to pull it apart, really think about it and mm. think about the way that I want to do it in the future. The point of retrogrades, you don't want to enact changes during retrograde, which is why everybody's like, don't travel during Mercury retrograde. Don't buy anything. Blah, 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 blah. It's Un- not- unless you've already had plans. Like this isn't, this is I like mean, new stuff. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. So it's more that you're using this time to really think about why. And it's, you'll get a more full grasp of why if you just wait. Right. Right. So of course you can make decisions. Of course you can sign things. Of course you can do anything that you really like want to do, but you are going to get much more richness out of it if you wait. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense for, for retrogrades. Oh, and then for the post shadow, um, after the retrograde ends and starts moving direct, um, I use that as the period of time to start enacting all of these different changes that I want to see. Right. Yeah. So that's when I actually put things into motion and start playing with the ideas. They're not going to be completely solidified until after that post shadow. Um, But it's really good practice period for, for, you know, putting those changes into place. That makes a lot of sense. So, so with Saturn being retrograde, since that is all about like structure and, business and things like that. Um, Very serious things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I imagine that like people are probably like feeling like all of a sudden, like they need some more structure, they need some accountability, or maybe they need to like, you know, crack down on some of their habits. I would say productivity for sure that plus also how they thought it was supposed to be and how that is Mm. not the way it is now right? Like everything that we're experiencing is saying, hey, all of those systems that you've been relying on, mm, they don't actually work for the way things are in this new reality. And so we all have to think, okay, what is my business in quarantine? Or what does my workday look like when I, you know, have only myself to be accountable for? And also like, ow, you know, like, Rest is actually important right. and I yeah. haven't been prioritizing it. And that is part of structure. You incorporate rest into your structure. There's oh, yeah. nothing unstructured yeah. about rest. And, yeah. um, you know, so it's, it's causing people to say, oh, that shit wasn't working. And I'm going to start thinking about new ways to do that. And that's what this retrograde is. So from 
um, May 11th through September 29th. So we've got a lot Mm. of time to think about this. And frankly, we need it, right? With a topic so dense as the structures that rule our lives, um, the ones that we create and then the ones that we did not create and are obliged to participate in. Thinking about all of those structures deserves a lot of time. So the fact that this is a longer retrograde is a really good thing. Um, And I think, frankly, with the way that everything's going right now, we need the time. We need to think about it a lot. Totally. Yeah. I even saw that like on a personal level with my business, like, and Mm -hmm. I, and I didn't even realize I was in the pre-shadow, but like right as we went into quarantine, like I basically like my whole business just totally changed. So Mm -hmm. I had like started out doing more general life coaching, more career coaching. And now I find like I'm doing all business coaching. And it was because like I had to go through some personal stuff in order to realize that like the reason I've been put here is not for those basic like how-to kind of things. It's that I'm here to help people like unblock around like their money mindset and help them up-level their businesses, change careers, like improve in all these different ways because I know how to work through those blocks. Right. And so it was like my business totally changed, like went in a different direction during the pre-shadow. And then when it went retrograde, like I felt it and I was like, I really need some structure and I because I know I'm going to a new level mm-hmm. and I want to put things in place now to support me on that path. That was like, I hired my online business manager, you know, I debuted a group program. So like, yeah, there's been a lot of like change and I've, and I've yeah. been really reflecting on like, what do I want my business to be moving yep. forward? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, for folks being forced to stay home, it's really throwing into harsh light, you know, like what it means to work from home and what work-life balance is when they happen in the exact same space. And mm-hmm. for folks who are self-employed or work from home, you know, that's not a new topic for them. But, um, you know, the vast majority of people haven't had to deal with that. And mm-hmm. it's also, I think, I hope really forcing people to also think about like, the structures for um, including folks who don't have the option to leave their house, you know, folks who for various reasons, you know, find that job hiring is ableist and doesn't accommodate them to actually work from home. And now that everybody's forced to work from home, Mm. turns out, yeah, you can. It's actually pretty fucking doable. Yeah, Yeah, it really is when, you know, push comes to shove and it never should have come to that. And I mean, okay, you know, that's me on my soapbox for this episode, but um, you know, I think it's, it's societal in that regard that we really do need to think about that. So we not only need to think about how this is affecting our personal structures, but it's also affecting the structures around us. And the fact that this planet moved from Aquarius, which is all about that global community, into Capricorn, which is all of the structure, like it's moving back into its home sign. It's taking all of those lessons that Aquarius is like, hey, you don't have to do it the way you've been doing it and pulling it back into its native sign. So yeah. It's very cool, very cool energy. And especially I, seeing it play out in the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. So many people are waking up to, 
you know, I mean, how I was making jokes about this, but it's so true. Like how many people have gotten work from home requests denied by their supervisors or their jobs. Mm -hmm. And then this happened. And like, I've been making jokes. Like, I wonder what your supervisor's excuse is going to be when you go back to work on why you can't work from home. Right. Like, cause it's like, they're going to have to come up with new excuses, but everybody's wait, like, like woken up to a different level of consciousness where they're like, Hey, uh, maybe this stuff that we have going isn't, uh, the best. No, maybe it can actually be the way that we want it to be because guess what? It can, it can, you know, it takes a lot of fucking work, which is the beauty of Saturn, right? As Saturn supports Mm -hmm. that like really intense work that we have to do. Um, Anyway, we've talked a lot about Saturn, but we should talk about Jupiter because Jupiter is so expansive. And in that is like the cheerleader saying, you can do it. You can do it. It can be as good as you want, you know, like that's Jupiter. And so having Jupiter slow down. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go, I want to give people some actionable advice for dealing with Saturn. Okay. So before we go, I just want to say, guys, like get a planner. Okay. Planner, (laughs) like use your planner. If you have it, actually use it. Even if you work from home. Also just like take, start reflecting on like structures in your life. How does your work day shake out? Like, what Mm -hmm. do you like about your work day? What do you not like about it? You can go broader. Think about your career. Think about like, is this serving me in the way that I want? Like I've been saying that everybody has to sit with their jobs now and whether they actually really like them or not, because that's all we can do. Right. So like now is a perfect time for you to be reflecting on like, is this the job that I want to stay in? Is it lighting me up? And if not, reach out to me, friends. Yes. <laughs> like that is what I'm here for. Yes. Um, but, but these are the things to be thinking about. It's also a good time. Like if you feel like you're spread really thin and we'll get into this with Venus, but like, just like outsource things. Like don't, don't be super hung up on the money because like creating that energy and that space for more structure will help. Just like we said, rest needs to be structured. Like you need to plan rest. It goes the same. It goes the same way with like, you know, if going to the grocery store is really draining for you energetically, like Especially get them delivered. Now. Yeah, get them delivered. Pay a little bit extra money to have have it come on Instacart if that's available to you. Or even ask a friend, can I trade off with you? Can I like I'll yeah. do grocery shopping I would actually- one time? Yeah. Especially given Saturn and Jupiter and the fact that Jupiter is coming from Aquarius back into Capricorn, I would actually lean more on your community um, than um, structures like Instacart um, or- Just an example though, but yeah, yeah. use your community because like there's so much there and- you know, we, we tend to live in a society that's very isolated or like promotes isolationism. And now's a good time to like allow the people in your life to be part of the structure and how you um, make things easier for yourself. So that's all I want to say on that is like, you know, think about the, think about things that you can do that would support structure and give you more energy since now you're going to feel a little restless about like, you know, oh, are these things really working for me still? Yeah, restless, restless and tired. <laughs> like, yeah, you're yeah, gonna feel them sure. both. And the other thing that I would suggest, so I love the idea of um, actually like dedicating time in the day to use a planner. Take some time if you find that you're not using a planner and you just like haven't taken to it. Take an hour to explore various um, task organization. If you just Google, mm, you know, yes 
project management apps or whatever, look into the various different types because there's so many. You've got you know, all sorts of different websites that'll do it. There are also like various different systems. Like I'm partial to Gantt charts. Um, Not everybody is. It's not a good visual for some people, Um, you know, and just different ways that you can, you can use that system to, you know, ease your mind a bit. Um, I'm pen and paper. I like, I has to be written or it doesn't get done for me. So like I, if I'm not using my planner, I, it's so funny. This is like such a Pisces thing, but like (laughs) I have a whiteboard and I just like put up anything that pops into my head that needs to get done. I just write it. It's like a word cloud. Like nobody, there's no organization to it. I just look at it. I'm like, that's the thing I need to do next. Like I just, but I have to get it out of my head. Um, and like advice I give to clients all the time is like when you create a to-do list, so it's like sit down on a Sunday, write out everything you have to do, like that that's been on your mind. So it gets out of your brain and onto some paper and then cross out anything you don't want to do. Even if it's like eat healthy and work out, I don't care. Like just, if you don't want to do it, cross it out, take the rest plan when you're going to do it during the week and then throw out the list. And if you do that every week, like you'll eventually work up to the things you don't want to do. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I also really appreciate for this. So on my day to day basis, I definitely like bullet journaling and I'm like old school. Like I don't bother with colored markers and all of that. You know, I'm like very minimalist when I use it. Um, but bullet journaling is a great way to kind of keep yourself organized and to keep everything at hand. Um, It is. It's super fun. Um, The other thing that I would suggest is if you have time to read it, it's a a bit of a dense book, but it's a fantastic read. Um, Grab the Organized Mind by Daniel J. Let me make sure I don't butcher his last name. Daniel J. Levitin. Um, And we'll link to that too. This book, it's dense. It's a lot of information. You have time, so just read it. Um, But it is a fantastic way to think about the way we think and then the way we have structure and then who does it well and who doesn't. Um, Because the way that we treat our minds, the way that we think about our minds, and we talked about this in our human design episode a bit, um, isn't exactly how they work. And so we deserve a better way to think about it. And this is a good book to kind of guide you through that. I love it. I love a good book recommendation. All right. Okay. Now let's move into Sugar Daddy Jupiter. Oh, love Jupiter. He's so good to us. Um, so yeah, in retrograde for Jupiter, this is really more giving us, because this one is another social planet, it's not affecting our day-to-day lives quite as heavy as some of the person, or yeah, some of the personal planets. Um, so yeah, because um, it's a social planet, it's not, it's not hitting as hard. But what we are seeing, and this kind of piggybacks with Saturn a bit, because they are like, they're very good friends. Jupiter and mm, Saturn, like they yeah. seem like completely different people, but like, they're the two powerhouses, I mean, physically in the sky, but also energetically, they're the ones that like propel everything forward and help us grow in very, very healthy ways. Um, obviously, there's dark side to all of their energy, you know, like there's definitely a risk of excess with Jupiter, but for the most part, what they're pushing us to do is grow. And with Jupiter, having it in retrograde right now, it is showing us all of the space in front of us that is not occupied for us Mm. to start, you know, having 
ourselves take up space. And I mean this in like, you know, body positive voice, you know, projection and like take up the space you deserve. Mm. Right. Don't take space from other people because Jupiter makes space for everyone. Right. Mm. And so right now Jupiter is laying out, these are all of the options for you to have space in. And where do you want to go? Don't move there yet. We're still in retrograde, but check out all of these cool options I have for you. So what that means in practicality is- It's kind of an opportunity. It's like seeing opportunity where you didn't before. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, like, and Jupiter generally does that for us. Um, Where Jupiter is in your chart, and you can go back to our astrology episode on this a bit, but I do want to touch on it for this. Where Jupiter is in your chart is a particular realm of your life that you- find you expand out into very easily depending on like where it's aspecting and things like that by and large jupiter is where you see in your life that you know you love to take up space and you're natural at it and people love seeing you do it um so when it's in retrograde that doesn't mean that we're shrinking at all jupiter never wants us to shrink Absolutely never. So it's really just that, where do you want to go next? Where Mm. are we going? Where are we building? Who are we taking with us? You know, like who, who around you deserves space too? And can you give it to them? Um, You know, it's, it's all about that kind of very, very expansive energy. And like that is, I actually have my own, um, sort of like anecdotal experience because Jupiter is my chart ruler and um, I tend to feel things that happen with Jupiter pretty, um, you know, pretty strongly. I definitely mm-hmm. have an affinity for, for the planet. Um, as you can tell my, my, by my, you know, waxing poetic for Jupiter. I call, I call Jupiter um, like, it, he's like sugar daddy energy. Oh, like big sugar, sugar daddy. daddy. Like, kind of like sexy grandpa but also nurturing <laughs> grandpa like that's that's what i think about i call him sugar daddy jupiter he just wants us comfy and yeah. eating well and loving life so yeah. yeah um so for me um right now jupiter is moving through my um let me take a look at my degrees It is moving through my ninth house, so lots to do with education, um, like higher education in like a more structured sense, but in my world, it's, I'm fairly autodidactic, so I um, have bought lots of books so that I can share even more information with you guys, teaching myself all sorts of things with um, whatever downtime I carve out, and um, also thinking about also, what does I autodidactic mean? Self-taught. Oh, okay. All right. Keep going. Yeah. You're good. Keep um, going. Yeah. No problem. Glad to, you know, have a word of the day. Um, so yeah, so I bought lots of books to start doing deeper mm. dives into subjects that I love. Um, no, I'm also thinking about physical location, right? So ninth house has to do with travel um, and Mm. all of that yummy Sagittarius energy. So um, 
And you've been, you guys have been thinking about moving for a while. So yeah, yeah, we've been talking about moving. I think that came up in a past episode that we've been looking at um, various places we want to go. So those conversations are um, definitely happening more seriously. We're looking at a whole range of places. We haven't pulled the trigger on anything because we're both, you know, in true sacral authority generator ways, just waiting for the fuck yes. Um, so, but we've had a couple of very, yeah. very close ones. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you mind sharing? So there is a particular place that we looked at in um, Asheville, North Carolina. <gasps> I love yeah. Asheville. I've never been. Oh my God, you would love it. Yeah. I, yeah. So we, we definitely want to be somewhere close to mountains mm-hmm. and I do really love um, Blue Ridge Mountains. I also love the Smoky Mountains. So anywhere along that belt, we've been kind of looking. Um, it's weird to leave New England. Um, so we're, you know, trying to be really thoughtful about the communities that we're looking at too, because I mean, like, we we look as witchy as we sound. <laughs> yeah, they and, do. They do, guys. <laughs> and like certain parts of those mountain ranges, I you know, you know, our, our safety is also important. And things are getting yeah. really, really, re- really weird in this country right now. So yeah, um, yeah. At any rate, um, yeah, we're looking around, entertaining lots of areas. So if you guys mm. have a particular community that you're in that you're like, oh my god, come be my neighbor please comment. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, give me, give me all the places to explore. Um, yeah. So we're, we're just like very gently um, taking a look at places to go and that in that Jupiter energy of expansion, but taking it with a retrograde, we're just entertaining as many possibilities as we can. Um, and I mean like far ranging possibilities too. Iceland's come up, right? Wow. Like, yeah. So um everything's on the table. Yeah. My, I have, um, Jupiter in my 11th house. So for me, I'm looking at community, a lot of community stuff. So right now I've got a group program going and I'm really looking at how community factors in for not just me personally, but like my business. So definitely like, you know, I had a, I had like a phase in the pre-shadow. I like kind of, I ended a lot of, um, client contracts where I, just started pivoting and kind of attracting new kinds of clients and, you know, doing a dope group program right now. So I'm like recruiting a ton of new people and I'm looking at building like my own Facebook community around my work and everything I do. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's so funny because I didn't realize that that connection was there until I looked at my chart and I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I'm like doing a lot of recruiting, putting things out in the world, like really changing up, like who do I want to help? Who's my audience? And all of that juicy goodness. Makes a lot of sense though. Yeah. And let me take a look. So yours, so Jupiter right now is um, in the, for its retrograde, it's moving through your ninth and eighth house again. Um, So you're also going to feel that energy in there. And I think, you know, like dealing with, um, it's going to be more eighth house energy for you in this regard and it's probably i don't have my degrees noted but it's probably going to hit your neptune um so you're going to think more about i mean you might have some expansion in um i would say occultism 
mediumship. Yeah. You'll probably Ooh. feel pretty expanded in that. Um, or at least start entertaining new ways to approach it. Okay. Um, yeah. And like new areas to exercise it, places that you haven't used those abilities yet, you'll probably get, you know, some little pings like, hey, try this here. Um, that's my yeah. guess is that yeah. you'll feel that pretty point point pointedly there. Um, the other thing that you're going to notice with that eighth house has to do with um, community sort of finances. Um, so taxes okay. and things like that. And like where we put our personal resource back out into community. Um, mm. So you'll probably, you'll probably see a lot of expansive ideas just kind of circling you through that too. That's my guess. Very cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, definitely entertain it. I think you'll find some really, really expansive ways to use that. Yeah. So what, what's some practical advice for people dealing with um, Jupiter retrograde? Pay attention to um, things that are opening up. Pay attention to the space that's, that's opening. Um, pay attention to new opportunities that are knocking. You don't have to deal with them right now. Um, the other thing that I would say, because this is a social planet, is pay attention to what that means for our community at large or society, um, both like your immediate community in your neighborhood, but also you know, like global community wise, what, um, what we're being called to expand into and do differently and be, um, basically to how to reapproach opportunism that it doesn't have to be, um, as evil as it's been, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like opportunistic is, is a dirty word and it doesn't have to be. It definitely is right now. And back on the soapbox, we can blame fucking capitalism for it. But back off the soapbox, it doesn't have to. Like opportunity yeah. is just opportunity. And it's only negative side is when people use it to abuse others. You can absolutely use opportunity to the advantage of everybody around you. Yeah. Um, your opportunity is your neighbor's opportunity. And that's all you have to do to make sure that that happens is be a good neighbor. I help people a lot with that. Like a lot of my clients, like some people feel like wanting money or wanting like wealth is somehow wrong. And it's like, because, um, you know, a lot of my a lot of the people around me are all socialists like me. So they're like, fuck Jeff Bezos. And it's no, like, but seriously though, yeah, fuck Jeff Bezos. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, you know, whenever know. that comes up for people, I'm like, well, you have to think about like, if you were wealthy, like you would be spending it so much differently than him. Right. right. Like, and if you were wealthy, you would make the world such a better place. So you have to think about like, you know, if what you're craving is like more money, more opportunity or to be seen things that like we could easily judge ourselves for look for why you want that from the point of community opportunity, because I guarantee you, like, I like, you know, I want money because like, I would be like, like JK Rowling could easily be like one of the richest women in the world. Arguably she is, but she and we'll tackle never... JK Rowling in yeah. another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, oh, I know. Problem. All but, I'm, problematic, but, yes. All I'm saying but, is that like she could have been like one of the top billionaires in the world and she hasn't ever gotten there because she gives so much of her money away. And it's like exactly. you could do the same thing. 
The other thing that I would say that Jupiter is calling us to think about too is expanding into how we define resource, which is a big thing Mm. for me, right? Like a lot of the work that I like to do is centered around, um, you know, sort of pivoting how we define resource and how we um, utilize resource and how I would, I mean, like for me, this has definitely pushed me to think about um, resources outside of money systems and how we can expand that and use that more. Um, right. right? Because our time is a resource. Our energy is a resource. Absolutely. Um, The things that we create in the world are resources and those are as exchangeable as money. So thinking about how you use that is also a big opportunity that Jupiter is calling us to do right now and finding a balance in it. Right. Um, That, you know, if you hate money, think about it differently. Think about, you know, what you can exchange instead of money. Think about, you know, all of these things. There's, there's so much that we can play with. And that's what Jupiter is calling us to do is think about during this retrograde, which we have until September 13th. So you've got plenty of time to plenty think about of time. Yes. Think about how you feel about resource, you know, think about where you put your resource, think about what you're expanding into as far as your interests go. Um, you know, cause Jupiter is the ruler of Sagittarius. So think about that sort of Sagittarian optimism, right? The planet's energy is optimistic as like retrograde or not. And, you know, that's calling us to think about where we're expanding and how we're expanding and who we're expanding with and the most optimistic way possible. Like everything about Jupiter retrograde is dream big and see what you take with you after, after the retrograde is over. Play with these ideas in seriousness. And like, that's the thing too. Big ideas like that take time to really think about and having the support of taking the time with Saturn too, you get to think about at the same time, all this expansion that you want and also how to build it. Right. Yeah. It kind of makes me think of like the six of pentacles, Mm. you know, that energy of like giving, like uh, looking at how you give, how you receive, like kind of looking at that energy, like not, and I always say that it's, you know, we could take it literally, like it's literally coins or we could take it as like, you know, whatever we exchange, like you're talking about time, attention, mm-hmm. um, love, anything like that, like really yeah. review, like, how are you giving it out and does that support you and how are you receiving it? And does, and that, does support that support you? you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I think is a great segue into this Venus retrograde. Abs- oh yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like, we queued it up. That was perfect. Yeah. Not intentional, but you know, yeah. we're just right. good like that. Um, so yeah, Venus retrograde started on um, May 13th. So we did jump a little bit. I wanted to talk about Jupiter before Venus, um, just because Venus is a shorter retrograde um, and it is a personal planet. So you're going to be feeling this one a bit more personally than these social planets. This is going to affect parts of your life that are really individual to you. Um, so things like love, but romantic love, um, family, and, um, you know, interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Um, it's also going to really throw into um, into harsh light how you feel about beauty, which I am finding over and over again is a theme with people that I'm talking to, um, that, you know, defining what they think is beautiful and how 
you know, they know that there's a lot of um, really damaging and traumatic things surrounding beauty. Um, You know, people are really questioning that right now. The other thing is um, that this will call into question um, or cause you to pause and and think about um, personal resource. Mm. Um, so, you know, like somebody, one of the first questions that I got when Venus went into retrograde was, can I spend money right now? (laughs) Really? Somebody asked you that? Yeah. They're like, should I bother making purchases or should I wait? And so I, you know, kind of guided them through that. Um, it's good. I guess it's like a good time to like kind of con Marie, like your beauty your thoughts and your style, I, I would say is a good time for this. Cause they say like, Oh, don't get a dramatic haircut when Venus is retrograde. Not that you could right now. Not but... that you could. Right. But, but I don't do say, it yourself. <laughs> you don't. Oh my God. Nobody dye your hair, please. Not right now. No. Not right now. Not unless you're like one of those people who's been doing it for years and you use the same dye and like, whatever, like I have one of those, but like a friend like that. But for the most part, like don't get bored and dye your hair, please. If you've never done it before, especially if you have color treated hair, don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Just there don't. are so many um, temporary things. Just yeah. Hair like, chalk. There you go. Please. man. Yeah. Manic panic. Let it wash out. Kool-Aid even. That's fine. Yeah. But I would say like now is such a good time for like, like Pinterest is going to be so powerful for like your style. Like (laughs) just start thinking, Kaylee gave me this advice because I recently decluttered my closet again and I have like no clothes right now, which is fine because we're in quarantine. But Kaylee had told me, okay, so now as you like go to like wear things in your closet and you think to yourself, man, I really wish I had blank then go out and find the best version of that. And that has been like the best advice for approaching my closet. Like, oh my God, it's been so helpful. And I haven't really bought anything yet, but I'm getting clearer on what I want in my closet. Bingo. Yep. And I'm starting to like look at different brands and like materials and styles. I haven't pulled the trigger on a lot, but it's because I'm like, you know, I want to make sure that like, it's a fuck yes. Like, a great example, Loft just had a warehouse sale and I, I love Loft. It's like one of the places where I bought a lot of clothes. And I went through and I added a bunch of things to my cart. Then I like took a moment, went back through it. And I was like, none of this is a fuck yes. Some of it's close. Some of it's close to what I want, but it's not exactly what I want. So I was just like, meh, it'll be fine. And I emptied it. And yep. and it's true. Like here I am next this week, like a week later, and I don't feel like I missed out on anything. I mean, honestly. can you even remember what most of them were? One thing is was a pair of jeans and it wasn't even part of this warehouse sale. <laughs> but they were like really funky and I might go back and buy them because they were cool. But that was and it. That was the only thing. That's like highlighted, underlined Venus retrograde energy, right? right. Like go ahead and throw all that shit in your basket. Don't press buy. Unless you're like frothing at the mouth and you're like, if somebody else got this and I did devastated. Right. Yeah. Um, but also if you don't and somebody else gets it, guess what? That means something better's coming. Oh, so um, true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like there's going to be a reason why. And so with retrograde, it's, it's really calling us to think about the people around us, the things around us, what we really value. And I think that that's also like really 
pointed in this quarantine, right? Is that we're thinking about like the people we miss the most and, you know, how we're interacting with them that, you know, having these, um, FaceTime, Zoom, you know, party app, whatever, having all of these isn't good enough, Mm, right? right, That we need to touch our, our people in our lives and, you know, how important physical touch is. And Venus Mm -hmm. is really about that, right? It's, it's like the most, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Tactile. It's tactile. Tactile in every way, whether it's an object or a person, it's tactile. And it's so discounted. Yeah. That all of these things are viewed as, to use a very buzzy word right now, non-essential. And it's very clear that they are. Yeah. And like, it's so much more simple than having to have a barbecue and, you know, like feeling pressured to invite everybody. Yeah. Right. It's not that what this Venus retrograde is calling us to do um, is really think about who we really need that particular tactile contact with and like who we need to actually look in the eyes in person. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you are spending this quarantine with people in the same space, I would suggest spending a minute just like staring into each other's eyes. It doesn't have to be romantic. You don't have to make out afterwards. It could be, you know, your parents, your siblings, your um, significant other. It could be your pet. Like just look at each other's eyes and a minute is going to feel like a long time when you do it and you Mm -hmm. may cry and that's okay. Like you should be crying right now. We should all be crying. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Venus also, doesn't Venus also bring up like when it comes to relationships, it can highlight issues that were already there that you kind of need to work on. Right. Yeah. And uh, retrogrades will do that in general. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, they're, they're, this particular retrograde is famous for exes coming back into your life. Oh boy. Um, None of mine, they're scared of me. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't dare. (laughs) Now that feeling. Um, So that, I mean, like you may notice that Mm. it's definitely, um, you know, like a stereotype for this retrograde for a reason. It does come up. But the other thing that I would say about it is, and this has also been something that people have been, you know, reaching out to me about is nostalgia. Oh yeah, I reached out to you about that. You did. You're not the only one. I've mm-hmm. had I've had several people who are like, I'm feeling super wistful, and Venus retrograde will do that to us too. That it'll make us pine for things that we used to have. And if you're not using that energy to grow into and say, okay, what about that do I miss? Instead of being like, I hate everything that I have and I want to go back to that. Yeah. Um, you know, like use, use this energy to say, oh, you know what I really loved about that person was how thoughtful they were with the way that they gifted things to make things like really Venus energy, right? Like that person mm-hmm. was a very good gift giver, but they used gifts as like a way to sort of men's situations that shouldn't have been mended with gifts or whatever like just people love it um think about why 
right? Like it's not the gift. It's Mm -hmm. the thoughtfulness behind it, right? Like they were able to pinpoint something about you and turn it into something material, um, which is a beautiful gift to have, right? Like people who can do that are really, really talented at understanding other people. Oh, I'm one of those. I I consider Christmas as a competitive sport for me. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm, I'm particularly fond of giving gifts too. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, can really tell you a lot about yourself. You know, when somebody gives you a really, really um, touching gift, it also tells you a lot about them, that they pay attention mm-hmm. to those kind of things. And for for that kind of ability, obviously people can use it for the powers of good and they can use it for the powers of bad. Oh, for sure. To yeah. moralize it if we, you know, like, which we shouldn't in certain situations like that, like people can use that for abuse. Um, you know, what's funny is like, you mentioned that about the nostalgia and what I had been nostalgic for, which I am never nostalgic for was like childhood. I just kept thinking, yeah, I know Kaylee's making a face because I'm never like, I love being an adult. And even when I was a kid, I just really wanted to be an adult. And as soon as you said, like, what was it about that? And like the, the things I kept thinking about was like, okay, it was warmth because I grew up in Florida being outside and it was also like my siblings always being around. And so what do I not have in quarantine? Like we haven't been able to get together. I haven't been able to go outside like as much. So that's clearly what it is. Like I'm just feeling really nostalgic for like, you know, being so close to nature and being so close to my family. Yeah. One thing that I would note for your chart too, because now everybody's paying attention and, you know, like following along and probably drawing your chart out from my descriptions. Um, (laughs) Venus is moving its retrograde through your first house. Ah, okay. So all of that identity stuff. Identity stuff, um, yeah. And like the formation of identity. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, things to think about there. Yeah. Baby Jesse. Yeah. Baby Jesse and all of that. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I actually think like when you approach retrogrades with that mindset of like reflection Mm -hmm. in those different topics, especially if you can take them into your chart and see where they're specifically going to highlight things for you. Oh my God. A world of beauty opens up. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like keep a retrograde journal you know, it's, um, I use the magic of eye planner, um, just to keep track of like everything on a day-to-day basis. And it's, it doesn't give a whole lot of space for anything other than like a few tasks. I also use it to write out my cards for the day. So it's not good for extended journaling. You're not going to write, you know, like several pages about how you're feeling, which is a good thing to do, but you're not going to have space for it in this. It's more for like making notes um, and then paying attention to where things are on a day-to-day basis um, as far as the planets are concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think that's helpful. It's a wonderful planner. Another activity I think is really good for Venus retrograde um, is – I don't know if you saw this article from a few years ago, but it was called like to fall in love, do this. And it was like a list of like, I think like 30 questions and they scale in intimacy, like how, Mm. how how much closer they get. It's so wonderful. Like if you want to, it's a great activity. 
regardless of whether it's a romantic partner or a sibling or whoever, like you just really get to know people in an interesting way and you get to know yourself in a really interesting and intimate way as well. So Mm, I love that. I think it's a great activity. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. I ha- I'm not familiar with it. Um, and my Venus is in Scorpio, so I definitely know how to fall in love. But <laughs> um, that sounds that sounds like a really wonderful exercise during this. Yeah, I will post it in the show notes. Obviously. Yeah. The and other thing that I you. would thank you, please do. Um, the other thing I would say too is that if you're not familiar with your love languages, this is a oh good thing yeah, to really think about that. Um, yeah, any way that you can understand how you connect with people and then how the people around you also connect with people. Um, you know, compare notes. It's yeah. what everybody else has. Yeah. And then the other thing is to dream about what you're going to do when you do get to see these people again and be reasonable. I mean, like, you know, things are going to be difficult for, you know, physical intimacy for a while. We're not going to really be able to hug people even if we get to be in the same room with them. And you know, people might still wear masks, you know, for a long time. So you won't necessarily have the luxury of like seeing them smile, Mm, which actually came up in a conversation today that that was something that people were really, really missing. Um, I'm trying to smize as much as I can when I'm out. Like, Oh, not me. I'm a Scorpio. You guys get rich if I'm out of the house. Uh, I try to, I try to smize, you know, with my mm -hmm. eyes, like Tyra Banks says, just smize. Yeah, yeah, no, not me. I wear glasses and especially sunglasses. And no. <laughs> um, but um, there is, is is this Venus retrograde also the reason why I've gotten sucked into a really bad novel that is werewolf <laughs> erotica that I'm like it's shamelessly it's so bad but I love it it's so good it's it's on. <laughs> It's online. I found it. it, I got hooked in an advertisement that had an excerpt from this horrible book. And I was like, I got to keep reading. And it's amazing. It's like BDSM plus this chick has two mates and they get married in a threesome marriage. So I'm all about it. I'm already turned on. Please send it. (laughs) I'll send it to you. It's so good. Oh my god! I don't know that I would blame Venus retrograde for that, um, or credit really. Like credit, thank you, Venus yes. retrograde. Thank you for opening my us. mind. Yes, <laughs> for werewolf erotica. Thank you. <laughs> oh man! If that tickled anything for you guys, there's an Instagram account called Monsters Holding Bitches, and I swear to God, this account, I cannot. Oh my God. I'm going to go look it up right now. That's, that's my Aquarius Mars and like mad action. Like (laughs) (laughs) monsters holding bitches. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I can't wait to look at it. Oh my God. It's yeah. Something. I love to read my porn. So I read a lot of like trashy erotica and I always like supernatural stuff. So it's like Mm. anything that's like has a ridiculous premise I'm all about because like I can't Oh, you're going to like things. this account though. Oh. <laughs> I can't go into anything that's realistic because I'm just like, that would never happen. But mm. like there was a series I read where of like time traveling virgins who went back in time to like ancient Scotland and like got with guys in kilts. And it was this amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Niche. I wouldn't, Never 
have guessed <laughs> at that existence. But that's why we have- they weren't they weren't time traveling on purpose. To be clear, there were there's a different reason every time. One was like some kind of portal on the moors or some shit. And then one time it was an angry fairy who was trying to get revenge on I think someone. I don't know who, but it was it was so good. Oh my god. I think the first the first one is called the Highlander's Kiss or something. They're amazing. I even like like I bookmarked all those. I only read erotica on my phone so no one will ever see it on my bookshelf. I think you need to change that. Venus retrograde is asking you to. <laughs> you need a special shelf dedicated just, just for my to erotica. That. And this is why rule 34 exists. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, rule 34 says that if it exists, there is porn of it. If there yes. isn't yet, there definitely will be. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, so broaden your um, erotica collection during Venus retrograde as well, just like me over here. Play with it. You don't have to yeah. like it. But, you know, after Venus retrograde, then you're really going to know what you're into. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about the moon phases that are coming up too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now we are in the new moon because we just entered Gemini a couple days ago. Welcome to Gemini season, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of communication. Definitely use it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a uh, new moon in Gemini. And then uh, next week, we're going to have the first quarter in Virgo on uh, May 29th. Mm. After that, we've got full moon in Sagittarius on June 5th. And this one um, has a little bit of like extra pepper on it. Um, so Pacific time, it's going to be at 12, 12 p.m. So a little bit Ooh. of Merkaba activity activation there um so this is going to be like a nice potent full moon um and all of that sagittarius energy and that full moon reflection is going to give you if you haven't quite seen where jupiter is showing you where you can expand out into that full moon will give you an opportunity to reflect on that hardcore so use that full moon for that um it is also because we are in eclipse season it is going to be a penumbral eclipse so what does that mean so a penumbral eclipse is when the um, moon is partially eclipsed by the earth. Oh, okay. So it's not going to be a full eclipse. It's just going to be like just a little bit of shadow across it. But you do get like a flavor of that eclipse energy. Mm. Um, so if you are making moon water, don't. Don't make moon water. Um, okay. Yeah, I, eclipse moon water is is not good stuff. It just, it's just it, energy that... Uh, kicks up a lot of turmoil oh Um, yikes at least in my experience um and for a lot of folks that um i'm friends with we've also had like just bad bad experiences with eclipse water it is potent shit you only really need it if you are trying to change everything around you oh okay yeah don't make eclipse water or don't make yeah definitely don't make eclipse water but don't bother making um full moon water this coming full moon um And then our last quarter is in Pisces on June 12th. All right. Yeah. We've got some good stuff ahead for all of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, There are a couple of, and this is more like 
higher level for folks who do know astrology. I just want to highlight a couple of days that are coming up. Um, and if you don't know astrology, just, you know, make a note of the day and the kind of energy that's going on for that. Um, so during the last week of May, the moon is actually going to be um, trining Mars. So energy is going to be kind of chilling out a little bit. The moon's going to be salving some of the heat mm. on Mars. Um, so all of that sort of Venus retrograde, things are feeling more difficult in relationships. Mm-hmm. That week is going to be a good opportunity to kind of calm that down a little bit and say, hey, let's think about this a little bit more. Let's talk mm. talk this out and try some new things. Um, so I would definitely pay attention to that. Um, but I will say that Venus is going to be squaring Neptune, um, which it is for a good good part of this month with its, with its retrograde. So that's where a lot of nostalgia is going to come in. Um, so yeah, just think about the la- that last week of May, at least some of temp- some of the tempers are going to calm down. Um, but just be careful where your mind is wandering and think about like, why am I thinking about this? And why am I not, you know, working on the things around me? Is it because I don't want the things around me in actuality? Or is it because, I'm blocked around it and I need to clear away some blocks in my, you know, for myself. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Um, So that's definitely um, a big one. And you're going to want to think about it pretty hard because the sun is going to square Mars the following week, which is going to raise tempers. So um, that first week of June, just mind your temper. If you're starting to, you know, feel like you're taking things personally, just take a step back and, and take a breath. Um, so those would be those would a good be time things. for diffusing. Like I always like if I feel like I'm angry or like if I'm like if I'm having an like a heated discussion with someone I love, I'll take a five minute break. Like, yeah, I'll say absolutely. like I need a minute. I don't say like you're pissing me off. I'm like I need a minute. Let me let me go outside or sit in the bathroom for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do that, if you take your time the following week, the moon is actually going to be doing some wonderful stuff too. It's going to be conjunct with um, Saturn and Jupiter and Pluto. So kind of giving us more of that dreamy energy around all of this expansion and new structures. Um, Mm. So helping us dream a little bit more um, about that. The other thing is that's going to be moving through the um, last um, quarter of the moon phase. So purging is going to be a big thing. This is the week of June 8th. Um, so making space physically and mentally and emotionally making space. Um, next couple of weeks are going to really be putting into light the things that we don't want around us anymore that we don't want to bring into this new reality. Once we, you know, are more comfortable leaving our houses, Um, and so then that week, June 8th is going to give us energetic opportunity to get rid of a lot of the things that we don't need anymore. Mm. All right. I love that. That's the highlights for the next month, guys. Perfect. So card pulls. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, awesome. Okay. I pulled some cards and you're going to love this. So I'm using my astrology deck. It's celestial it's celestial tarot. So thematic. And yeah, I know. It's almost like I planned it. Almost. Um, and it's so funny. I pulled the three cards and I'm going to tell you what they are totally because I, you're going to laugh. Okay. Um, 
the first one I have is the Nine of Swords reversed, and it is represented by Canis Minor. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, the middle, the middle card is Death and represented by Scorpio, obviously. Mm, shocking. And the last card is Canis Major. Oh, my God. I know, represented by the Eight of Swords. Isn't that wild? Whoa. So funny. I know. And um, for those of you who don't know, the constellations of Canis Minor and Major, they're typically seen as Orion's hunting dogs. So it's, wow. yeah, I know. So we can almost see this death card of Scorpio as kind of like a stand-in for the hunter. Isn't that so crazy? <sighs> I know. Tearing I know. shit down, guys. Oh my God, that's delicious. So good. Yeah. So um, with the Nine of Swords, this is Nine of Swords reversed. And you know, I, the, the thing that helps me remember this one is I actually think of the imagery on my Dali deck because it's somebody who looks like they've woken up from having a nightmare. Mm. And I think that that's, um, I think that's, that imagery is pretty appropriate for that kind of, um, the kind of energy of that card is, you know, I like to say swords are sticky thoughts. So it's like anxiety, worry, but it's also analysis and strategy, things like that. So when we see it reverse like this, it's kind of about like, it's a time to let it go. So like we've been talking about reflecting for a lot of these retrogrades, I think that's really the message here is that we may have been having all of these worries and all of these anxieties, and now we're being called to reflect on them and let them go. That's really what I'm getting from it. The next card, you know, being death. I mean, nobody, nobody needs to be scared about that. What it really is about is kind of closing a chapter, so it's rebirth. It's exact like this thread is such retrograde energy right here because it's all about like releasing the worry, kind of putting that behind us and then kind of implementing a new strategy. That's what I really see here as being so much of the energy of this time, especially like the next the next month. You know that the Eight of Swords, I mean, it's still like kind of like quarantine energy, but it's a place of, I would, I would say that I would lean away from like the, like looking at it as isolation or restriction and really looking at it as creating new structure and creating new, um, new things that you could see as confinements or you could see as things that like support you. So I, that's what I'm taking it at, taking it to mean. Yeah, I love that. That is so potent. I really, really love that. Yeah, um, yeah very cool. So you're going to get a kick out of the cards that I pulled. Um, Which deck are you using? Pagan Other Worlds. It's, it's Dave. current go-to. Um, yeah. Guilty. Um, so I pulled... Let's see if I can find the, there it is. The first card I pulled is the reversed Hierophant. Mm. Oh, mm. wow. Potent. Super potent. So the Hierophant, if we're, you know, making some parallels with astrology right now, the Hierophant is related to Taurus. Um, and it is, I'm taking reversed as that sort of 
retrograde Taurin Venus energy. I think that right now we are being forced to really consider resource and um, especially with so many folks unemployed Mm. and um, or people just wanting a change to like how they acquire resource. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I, I mean, I'm, I'm also taking this as as far as possible with it in that like folks are dealing with um, risks to housing Right. Yeah. And so much about Taurus is the, mm. the, you know, physical things around us and the houses that we build and um, both metaphorically and literally. Um, so having that in the first card, I think that that's really pointedly saying how we're walking into this coming month that we all have at the forefront of our mind, whether we've been, um, you know, victims of you know these structures that keep resource from us or if we're watching it and horrified you know we're all walking into this next step of um you know all of this energy with that heavy thought on our mind how are we going to do this how are we going to fix this who's going to help you know how like how are we going to help um so that's that's kind of how I'm taking that. Um, it is a reliability, and I when I take reversed, I take it more of an internal. So I think what this card is suggesting for all of us is to really look inside about the way that we can be the hierophant for those around us because our systems um, are failing us and we have to do it ourselves for each other. Um, so... The next card is the world. Wow. Look yeah, at that. I know. I know. It's fucking wild. Um, so if we feel like, you know, playing along astrologically, um, the world is actually related to Saturn. No way. It is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. Um, so in its upright the way that I pulled it. So this is, I think, really highlighting a lot of what we talked about, about using this energy to build things around us that we want and need and doing it in a way that actually keeps the world in mind, right? Mm -hmm. We have so much opportunity right now with all of this energy that's going around, um, to, to build a world that we actually want. And this card is, is saying, not only can we, but we have a duty to. Um, and then after that, I pulled the reverse three of cups. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I did. I we're, did. Both, we're all staying in quarantine. <laughs> we are, well, and so the way that I would take this in particular this time Mm -hmm. um with you know having the world is saying that even though we all want and need and crave to be with each other again and to have Mm -hmm. these really huge parties to celebrate the fact that we've been you know separated from each other for so long 
that we need to keep in mind this energy of the world before we go into that and have considerable caution. Um, it's, it's, yeah. Just, I can't with this yeah. reading. I know, <laughs> this right? Is, this is one of the most like potent readings I've had in a while. Yeah, really. It really sums up the energy of what everybody's going through right now. Yeah, I would say so. And I, I and I think that it also highlights a lot of what we talked about with these retrogrades. And, you know, like I said, these retrogrades are going to be for uh, Saturn and Jupiter, they're going to be going until September. So mm-hmm. even with the phases of reopening, we are going to have to think about the long game in this, right? And yeah. that Three of Cups is saying, don't throw it all away, what we're learning right now. And take your time with it. You have time. Yeah. For sure. So much time. Mm-hmm. As long as you take it, right? Like, if we rush into this, then you may have no time at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those are, like, the perfect messages to end on. Yeah, I would say so. So we've got a big month ahead of us. Yeah. Um, if you guys have questions about any of this, come hit us up. Yeah. We'll ha- we're happy to clarify and we're happy to, like, you know, give give the people what they want. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram. We're at Millennial Mystics on there. And um, we're on Twitter, MMysticsPod. So if you want to chat with us, those are the places to find us. And um, one note is that like those, some of you are probably listening about the drawing that we have. We forgot mm-hmm. to say this at the top of the episode, but we're extending it one more week. So if you'd like to get a free reading from either me or Kaylee, I'm doing my money blocks reading for like the one of the two lucky winners. And Kaylee is offering her resource realignment, which is perfect for this like Venus retrograde right now. Yeah, absolutely. Will you explain Kaylee what your um, resource realignment is because a money blocks reading is pretty straightforward. It's like, what's blocking my flow and how can I unblock it? But tell us about your resource realignment. So the resource realignment is going to be a good practice for people who are uncomfortable with money, whether it is giving it or taking it. Right. If you find that the exchange for money feels like it cheapens what you're doing, which is something that I personally um, have struggled with, all healers really do. Like they do. Yeah. It doesn't feel equal. It feels like money could never be equal. And Mm -hmm. um, so it's for people like that. And really, what it is is a meditation to help you really kind of get deep on that. Um, And then you get a sort of month ahead, like each week, this is something to journal on. You know, these are some questions to think about. And you can take the meditation into each week, right, Um, before you start journaling on that, just to see what comes up from the meditation. Um, and then I also give you a um, astrology reading for your second house, which is related to personal resource, and your eighth house, which is communal resource. Um, so we take a look at your individual chart, and I tell you what I see in those two houses and how you can use the energy of those two houses to engage with resource in a healthier way. I love that. Yeah, that's going to be so powerful. 
it's it's really fun i mean like to to it's freeing right to be able to say i don't have to think about money the mm-hmm. way that you know we've been forced to think about money that i'm able to do it the way that i want to um and i have all the tools i need to, to do it so yeah yeah on that note and if you are not one of the winners so we'll announce this uh at the next episode and that's yeah a week from today and uh, for those of you who don't win, you can buy these from us. <laughs> these are services we offer. So don't hesitate. You feel free. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, let us know what you think. Leave us a five-star review. That is how you'll get picked. Um, we're going to pick two winners and from our five-star reviews. And in the meantime, yeah, we hope you guys have a great restful weekend. And we'll be back in a week. Yep. See you then. Special thanks to Jack Da Silva for our dope-ass intro music, Lindsay Allman for our transcendent logo and cover art, and Hope Clinton for her superb audio editing. Tune in every Friday for the latest episode, and don't forget to rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.